Geek Action. What's Woo! up? Hey. Hey, how's it going? We got Bryce Dubray in the fun zone. Hey, hey. What's up, dude? I'm excited to be on the show. I've been, I've listened to every episode and I love it. And I just think you are an amazing host and more cool. so friend, but you just, you, um, you have a really natural way of, of hosting a, a podcast where you just guide the conversation very smoothly and genuinely. And I think it's really interesting to listen to you. So, and I think you're doing a really good job of uh, documenting a period of time and, and people and in our city. And yeah. I think that's, people are getting into the nitty gritty of like their tribes and their shows they've played and random things that like, if one day we're all fortunate to be in the public eye a little bit more, people will like want to pick apart that kind of stuff. I and mean, people like super fans will dig for that information. And this is the source. So. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, uh, well, first off, thank you. I appreciate you listening to it. Um, are you, are you using YouTube or uh, like Spotify? What's your way for listening to this? Uh, I'm doing Spotify. I came on Spotify. I was able to listen to it a lot more easily. So I just put it Sweet. on my car and piece them together as I'm driving and stuff. Yeah. yeah cool. Or like when I, I was cleaning the house last, like stream grants. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, I've submitted it to all the like audio podcasts. Um, I'm just like, yeah, doing these calls and then, yeah, I like stripping the audio and, uh, but Apple has not accepted me yet. I don't know if maybe I've done something wrong, but Spotify, it was like one hour. They're like, all right, let's do it. Let's put them <laughs> up. Uh, instant upload. So I, I think that's been more, I've actually, when I go back, I've been listening to them more than I've been watching them. Like, yeah, ma mainly because YouTube, like, unless you pay for it, you can't like close the app, which is frustrating yeah exactly um yeah, for a long form thing yeah you just listen like with your phone in your pocket or something totally well i feel i'm glad you've been listening to them i feel like you uh are a central point of you've already been talked about on the show uh, yeah. multiple multiple times um you're kind of a all-star of the nashville music scene you're in involved in so many projects um and like from my music to future crib to Kelsey to Ella's new album that you were a big part of on guitar, Dream War. Um, who else are you playing with right now? Um, who we said? Uh, Kelsey, Freeze, FC, Jack, Future Crib. Jack. Uh, I mean Jack. I meant Ella. Oh you, yeah, yeah. Have you played with Jack before? No, she asked me to play uh, a couple shows, and I just wasn't able to do it. I think I was just I had something else going on, but I would love to. She is awesome, and her podcast is really interesting yeah well that you did with her so man that was yeah that was really cool i feel like uh one like genuine like i get to spend a lot of time hey there's johnny behind you hey what's up johnny i guess you can't hear me no he says what's up what's up <laughs> says he is good cool i think i've got johnny scheduled to come on here in like a week or two so i'm pretty excited right. to talk to him too um what was i talking about uh you're talking about jack and something interesting about having her on the show, but I don't think you got around to enough. Ah, oh, oh, I was saying that I've spent a lot of time talking to you um, in the van. We spend a lot of time touring yeah. together and we get to talk a lot. Um, but one, I think one thing that I really want to like jump into and that I still don't quite know the answer on is like just talking about you and your identity 
in music because you're one, you're one of the most talented people I know. And I feel like you have made a little bit of solo music, but a lot of times you're like an integral part in other people's projects too, like an essential part. And so I'm curious, like what, where do you feel like you fit into like a world of music? And if, is there one thing that you like brings you the most life and the most joy when it comes to creating and performing and everything you do? Yeah. Um, I think you're right. I, I'm definitely, um, my identity right now is being a big part of, of other people or, you know, in a collaborative group like Future Crib, you know, like being one of a group. And I think that's kind of where I'm thriving right now is um, helping people accomplish what they maybe wouldn't be able to do on their own or um, just work with other people and kind of do the, uh, some of the parts is greater than the whole. Something that, like that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, just the whole is greater than the sum of its parts is the, that's the one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, kind of that mentality. Um, I've always considered like, I've always been open to exploring, you know, making my own music under my own name or writing songs and stuff. And I think that's just a muscle I haven't worked in my life uh, as much as I would want to, to bring it to the public, you know, Uh, like I consider songwriting something I, you know, I want to practice and get better at because I I feel like that's a, a skill that's just as, that requires practice just like, you know, learning an instrument would be for me at least. And so, you know, I just haven't like mustered up time or energy into songwriting and practicing writing, which I would love to, but right now I've just been really happy. um, being like a a, kind of an arranger and sound creator and also kind of like a a band leader in some cases. And yeah, right. Really. What I've really enjoyed. I have two songs on Bandcamp um, that are under my own name, but those are like, one is just like an acoustic guitar arrangement that I just like one taked and put up months later because I thought I felt like it. And then the other is like a, a beat that I made on my phone. (laughs) (laughs) That's cool. It's uh, I feel like if you like just the culture in Nashville and like, if you asked like, like even if you just took like people who are in my touring band, it's like, there's probably more likely than not that that person is like, their priority is their solo project. That's definitely like, and I don't get that vibe from like other people and like other music scenes as much. It's like, seems pretty Nashville to like have a solo career. That's like your main thing and then play on other people's music. And like, it's not everyone, but you know what I mean? Like, I feel like that's like a, something that's done a lot, especially here. Do you think it's true? Um, can you rephrase that question real quick? I, I just got distracted realizing that my, uh, your audio might be coming through mine and I'm worried your voice is going to sound weird. Oh, what? The recording, but I am not sure if that's true. I don't know. It all sounds good on my end, which is where it's recording. So okay. I'm not problem. getting like a feedback loop or anything. Oh yeah. Oh, we're totally, we're totally good. I think we're good. Sweet. Yeah. Sorry for distracting. Dude, dude you, uh, no, you're good, man. You, you are a, uh, you're an audio expert. You uh, even when we were talking about, you're like, what are you going to be recording with? I'm like, I'm really not sure. <laughs> I'm, I'm just pressing record on zoom. Uh, <laughs> that works, man. I don't know. Um, it, it does work, especially for now. I've been trying to like uh, just make stuff before I get, and then uh, make it better along the way. Cause I knew that the reason I've been wanting to make a podcast since I was like in 11th grade 
and haven't done it is because I keep listening to really legit podcasts that are like mixed really well and just being like, oh, I don't know how to do any of that. So I can't have a podcast. And I'm like, that's just so silly. Like people want to listen to, you know, people talking. They want to listen to their friends talk. You know what I mean? And I think, I think just the fastest route to doing what you want to do at first is usually the best. You know, if you get hung up in the details, you may never like end up doing the thing you want. So if you want to make like a long form podcast where you're talking to someone for an hour or two hours, instead of like combing through two hours of audio and two hours of video and editing and like splicing things together, cutting things out, it's just so much easier to press record on zoom and present it to the public and be like, this is what it is. And it really yeah. makes it's like, and then at a certain point, you know, you, you may like level up in your mind and be like, man, maybe I want to try it this way and like hone in on the details. But for right now, like, you said, I want to do a podcast. And then within like days, the first episode was out. And I think that's the coolest thing. That's like how everyone should approach doing what they want to do, whether it's making videos or recording music, even that's yeah. a great way to start. So, well, I'm definitely taking notes from, from you and Johnny when it comes to, uh, and to Julia and George and Noah, um, to the future crew crew when it comes to making art and just getting stuff done, because y'all are some of the most like prolific people and it, and not just with your musical output, which you guys do put out more music than just about any local band I know, but you're also touring and you're also like just pretty much creating in every capacity as well as being involved in so many projects. Like it's just an incredible thing to watch. And I feel like I'm on a five-year journey since I put out space travel to like <laughs> to, to get back to making music because pre-space travel, like, high school me and middle school me was, I was like very prolific. I would just make music. And I feel like I got better at music really quickly because I was just creating so much. And I was learning, literally learning how to play instruments because I was trying to create sounds. And um, I've just, I just, I know it's not this much of a reduction. I've also just been touring a lot and been in college, but I've just gotten more scared about releasing stuff when it comes to music. And, Mm -hmm. uh, I'm trying to overcome that. I'm trying to realize that it would be healthier and just better for myself. And I think people would actually just enjoy it more if I just yeah. created more and like released more, you know? I remember like I, I met you post space travel just before Cosmic House came out is when, when we met. And uh, I remember like a couple years later on the line, like we were on tour in the van or doing something and someone showed me um, your band camp that is under an alias that I had no idea existed and I hope, you know, me saying this doesn't like prompt people to dig for it or anything, but no, it's cool. so much music. So, <laughs> so many records of crazy stuff. They're like a very uh, experimental for, from what I know of like, or what I knew of your like musical vocabulary at the time. And it was really cool to find out that that was there. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I'd just to have in your back pocket too, but. Right. It's uh, it's kind of crazy how it's gone full circle because back then I would just go home and make a song. Like I just remember being like, man, I can't wait to go home. I'm going to make another song today. And then like within two weeks, I'd be like, well, I have an album because I have made like eight to 10 songs, you know? Yeah. And, and now to go full circle, meaning I've been like hanging out with y'all a lot and, and also uh, more recently, like, and the boys. And yeah. And the boys are also some of the most prolific local people. Talk about it. Really- I talk to them. Yeah, yeah. And uh, when I talked to them, it's like I realized their approach was a 180 from mine, especially a couple of years ago. And I was like, still in this like album mindset. And they're kind of just like, like literally last night, uh, 
Brady was like, and Aaron were talking and they were like, yeah, I mean, as long as we can put out a song every month, we're pretty much down for whatever. And I was like, every month? And they were like, yeah, if you wait longer than that, like, you don't, aren't even going to want to put it out anymore. Like, you're just going to be tired of it. And then you're going to have too much expectation. And then when it doesn't get enough streams, you're going to be disappointed. It's yeah. <laughs> like, dude, that's, <laughs> that's all really true. And I love their music and they like, they stay on my radar more than anyone else. Just like, because they make so much, I'm always talking about them and listening to them. And I, I think they're onto something for sure. Totally, man. I every song that comes out from them, like all these singles, especially recently is like, kind of a, a new color on their palette you know too so it's it's yeah. like just, it's like they're exploring what excites them at that moment capturing it and releasing it to the world and not thinking any more than that you know it's totally. like like yeah flies you know they have like like this new butterfly flies in front of them they grab their net and they get it and then they like Dude, it, yeah hold it up to spotify and then move on to the next one you know they set it free and move it on move on right or whatever but yes I exactly cool. i mean that's exactly what we were talking about a second ago is just like not getting bogged down in the semantics of like oh, what songs go together on a record or what um how do i capture this recording perfectly to represent this song and it's just like it's right in front of you just grab it doing it the quickest way is what's going to make it happen then mm-hmm. you know happen like it reminds me of like david byrne in uh how music works his book yeah talking about like a recording isn't like the definitive version of a song it just happens to be the one that can be reproduced you know and so yes yeah like a recording people um like to hold up like the record as like the the uh what the song should be and then like the live performances are like an attempt at recreating it or like whatever but that's just totally false especially well in his mind and i like to think of that too but yeah right you know like you can capture a song and that recording is just that song in that context in that setting at that time in their mindsets and then like take a van or you take a person like david byrne who's making music you know 40 years later uh even longer and uh that song probably means something completely different to him but the song still exists right you know so rehash it in any way it's his song but the recording completely different you know it's just like once once a song exists just it uh, kind of becomes public you know it's it's right becomes flexible you know totally it, it uh i think one person that made me realize that was obviously dylan who i know you really dig too just like i remember bob hearing dylan? uh yeah yeah bob dylan uh <laughs> a local dude named dylan <laughs> our homie dylan uh no bob dylan he uh i remember when the first time that i heard live at budokan and oh, yeah. every bob dylan song i'd ever like i i intentionally put my phone down i was just like i don't want to know what song is playing until like i hear the words because yeah. it would start and i would just be like i've never heard this bob yeah, dylan song <laughs> and the words come in and these words that already mean so much to you um but like he he changes his songs all, time after time and something that i wanted to ask you about that i asked uh jack on the show uh last week which was when you think about art, because I, I think about this all the time, especially with people like you and like it, music is like this craft that I feel like you're always working at. And I feel like you see it as this like daily thing that you're always just like growing in and like working at. But at the same time, I, I recognize that you, uh, as well as like Future Crib, love to experiment and you love um, all sorts of crazy music. 
I know Wilco is a band y'all really like, and I think about how they create music and how they, and it's just like, when you think about releasing different pockets of music, like whether it's albums or, you know, just a collection, an EP, do you feel like, what sounds the best to you? Is it like making music like Dylan, where it's like a completely different flavor or a band more like Dawes, who's like at times seems like they're just honing in on their craft or maybe yeah. it's something in the middle that's like less about aesthetic and more just about songwriting or I don't know. Um, I guess like uh, I'll, every batch of songs is kind of different. It's been a different approach. Um, Future Crib in particular, like yeah, um, Friends was the first like true step towards full collaboration between the four of us, now five of us. And since right. then it's every time a new song is brought to the table, it's like, okay, here's the bones. What can we do to it as a group? And then, um, I don't know. It's like, we kind of approach, uh, man, maybe I'll back up for a second. Um, mm. We have, we had, um, I guess to be, to give like a specific example, uh, Johnny and Noah wrote a bunch of songs in the last year um, while Friends was had been recorded but not released because that just we just took a long time to release that unintentionally but you know yeah um, and so we had been like playing and touring on some songs uh, that weren't from that record that became like the new songs and when that record was released we were playing the old songs that were on the new record and yeah. uh, had like new new songs that were already kind of becoming like old and so we kind of like have stepped ahead of ourselves and haven't really like caught up yet um so we had right. the new new songs when friends was released uh after <laughs> friends came out shortly we like um kind of boiled them down to okay here's like a 10 ish song record um that you know these songs are cohesive they have a cohesive meaning for us and our in our lives over the last year yes that's right here's the record we want to make and uh, we had a very like specific vision for what we wanted it to sound like and how we wanted to make it and so that was like sitting in a vault ready to be recorded when uh quarantine is over because we were supposed cool. to record it for quarantine and then you know how it, how it goes how it's gone for everyone but right um and at the same time we had another handful of songs that had been written around the same time uh that didn't fit into that mold and we were like okay well let's just do a side EP at the same time and um, bring that group of songs into existence. But the approach towards that was like more of like a collage of different demos and different recordings and different flavors, less so than like the cohesive record, you know, it was more like splattering paint on a canvas, you know, and that's, that's kind of how that EP turned out, which we have recorded. Uh, That's kind of how that one turned out to me. So that was a different approach. And then now we have, new 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 songs that are all over the place in demo form and that are really exciting us right now so now we're like a little too far ahead of ourselves in a good way you know (laughs) we'll we'll definitely like chase whatever we're feeling like so but yeah i I guess it's just like song is a different uh or every group of songs kind of is a different feeling but in general as a band we're always trying to do something that excites us and if we to get there we usually like try making sounds in a different way experimenting in things and then once we have something that's fresh we like to hone in on it and yeah okay, how can we like 
craft this new sound that maybe like a little out of control and like new to us like how can we craft that to what we want it to be and then we find the next thing i don't know yeah right i think okay maybe like here's a distinction like a band let's take a band like foxygen when they make a new album it's like a new band almost it's like or or it's just like oh not like you know a complete they're wearing different outfits almost king gizzard yeah yeah right And, and i think it's actually well uh it's well captured in uh on and star power if you listen closely after one of the first few songs you hear it sounds like sam france say let's make ambient music now and i was just like i think that's actually how they talk to each other they're just like let's do this let's do like they're just like let's make a punk record you know what i mean yeah i've Um, never but i i think i just hear at the end of this one song i keep turning it up uh but (laughs) but i feel like when i think about future crib it's you guys, I mean, y'all do change genre, but it's more like within the process. It's like, hey, what if we recorded th- like here? Or what if we recorded, I mean, y'all record everything at either Johnny's family's house, the Cuda, or now at uh, Chateau Valeria. Is that what it's called? Yeah, <laughs> yeah our right, house right, right behind you. Um, but it's like within within the process, like, hey, what if we use these instruments and like, built it this way it's it's more like about how it's constructed less about starting with the aesthetic being like oh we should make this kind of record it seems like it's more like what if we try doing this and this and see what happens yeah i think it is more like that i don't think we've ever sat down and been like we're gonna make a this record i think it's like yeah we have this song these songs that are conveying this feeling to us um i think it's more about yeah what what the songs are saying in the context of our lives at the time you know like um yeah, right so that's how like a lot of the old songs keep evolving and staying fresh to us in our rotation like the songs off stevie b like johnny's initial future crib release you know like some Love of those albums <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's awesome and i can say that knowing i had no part in it <laughs> yeah right i used to always tease him because he said on the album it says like written and recorded and performed by johnny hobson and there's this one guitar solo uh that's just like ripping it's ben back there right behind you he's like there's this one guitar solo that's just shreds and i remember being like johnny i didn't make it shred he's like oh that was ben and i was like dude you lied (laughs) oh and uh julia's dgv on uh uv on that same song i think you versus the breeze really i didn't know like one harmony on it that's cool. Credited, <laughs> dude. <laughs> I think that's true. But yeah, uh, um, the album Friends. When did you guys put this out? So this was September twenty nineteen. Uh, yes, like. at the very beginning of September. I think it was like the sixth. So we're coming up on a year in a couple of weeks. It looks like. That's yep. cool. That's crazy. That it hasn't even been a year. And so now you're telling me that. You well, also wait. When did when did Beamish come out? Beamish came out in the previous September. Oh, it was almost the same day, September 14th. Yeah, it was. Uh, we released it cool. very close to your birthday show, I think. Yeah, we, that's right. Yeah, birthday show, we got to play at the East Room with you. Um, that like was almost like a release show, but it was obviously like we didn't do, we didn't like promote it because it was your yeah, birthday. Yeah, right, right. That was a really special night, dude. I forgot about that. That was a super fun show. Yeah, um, that was really awesome. I miss uh, seeing Future Crib shows. The last Future Crib show I saw was at 
the Hiawat, and it was when the virus existed, but we didn't know about quarantining yet, which was yeah. like, sounds like it that isn't real, but like, it, there was like a week where, because we were still on tour, and we had a, an off day mm-hmm. in Nashville, because we were like playing two cities that were in between yeah. or something, and uh, we came out, and it was like weirdly empty, like, it, yeah, it was like, First of all, it was really sweet of you guys to take your only off day on tour and come to see our show. That was that meant a lot to us. Yeah, dude, for really sure. We, we wanted to so bad. Yeah, but um, that was the first night that I had even known the virus was in Nashville. Like, I right. remember we got there and, and we played with uh, Grumpy. And one of them, I think their merch person uh, slash friend. Ella. Talk- Ella, is that her That's name? That's her name, yeah. Uh, yeah, she was talking about like a a case at Vanderbilt or like a friend of hers that had gotten it or something because they had all just gotten back from spring break. And that was wow. like the first day of our spring break. Whoa. And so we, um, yeah, it was like that night that like the chills kind of came down of like, okay, it is here. I mean, we should be careful. <laughs> I had no idea like that was even going to be a thing. And then next right. day, like our school was canceled for the rest of the semester and quarantine began like that. That was like the night that it all started. And so that was the last show that I think we played. Well, future crib for sure. And me in, in general. Yeah. Yeah. I went back out on the road the next day uh, for like, for like five for a little while. Uh, <laughs> we got, we were going through Mississippi when people weren't, uh, people weren't really worried about it. In fact, I was starting to believe that the virus was going to go away or that it wasn't real. And then by the time I reached no, this isn't shaded, Mississippi. It's just whatever. It was just how it went. I thought was just, people were like, ah, don't worry about that. Keep touring. And we're like, yeah. And then we got to like New York. We got to Baton Rouge and like nobody came to the show. And everybody was like, y'all should cancel your tour. We were like, oh, yeah, okay. And then. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, and then we heard that Trump was going to shut down the roads. So we scurried yeah. home. It's like literally nonstop one way from Houston because we were afraid that we were going to just get stuck somewhere just trapped in tulsa <laughs> yeah that was crazy man i'm sad man um i'm sad that not that tulsa's in texas that was just another <laughs> that's just tulsa was just like a notorious city for for you yeah two nights in tulsa our, our uh, epic movie that we're going to film that recreates our crazy uh two night shows yeah. that we played there that i will never forget <laughs> when, uh, when sma or, or trevor is on the podcast they'll tell the story yes <laughs> um i um, i really miss uh i really miss playing like or like the scene like i feel like even in the last even in all of 2020 i, I was gone on tour and like i was starting to be on tour more and more in 2019 um and like when you mentioned playing the east room with me like that brings back a really fond memory and it kind of like sends me echoing back through all of the future crib shows and all the way back to when we met um yeah. which what was the what was the first night we met because i i remember freeze fest three as being a big moment of like getting to spend time with y'all but i don't know when we you and me officially met i i remember uh, i think the first time i saw you perform was at two boots a two boot show uh but like in march of 2017 like before freeze fest i don't remember right. if i met you that night or if i had just like gone to see you but I, I remember first of all i think i thought you guys were and you are 
like celebrity status. Like you, <laughs> Z, and Grant, Trevor, I think Trevor played that night. I don't remember. Probably. I remember yeah. guys, like seeing like you guys, like all stars, like thinking, I don't know. I don't know. I just like held you guys at, at the highest regard for, for a long time. Um, and still That's do, cool. obviously. Yeah. But, yeah, I was just floored. Like I, that was like first time I had heard any of your songs. I think like "Good Time" really like moved me that night. I, that's like a became, Grant said core memory on his podcast, and yeah. uh, I guess that's Inside Out uh, reference. But core yeah. memory, yeah, that's a cool phrase. Um, that well, what's interesting hearing you say that is that first off, that's really sweet and that's really cool. It uh, well, I what's interesting is that sometimes I forget how long you didn't play with me because yeah. I feel like you and Johnny, I'm just like, Oh, and then like I was blessed to become friends with future crib. And, but it's like, Johnny was playing me f- for a while and you were not, I don't really know particularly why. I think Johnny was just one time was just like, Hey, I could play bass. And then like one time I needed a drummer and he's like, I could drum. And then like one time I needed a guitar and literally he just proved that like, he just, he kept, I would be like, well, we don't need you, but I, I do need somebody who can play this. And he'd be like, oh, that's me. And uh, I'm trying to remember when was uh, – well, for, well, first let's talk about – I want to talk about Freeze Fest 3 because this yeah. is really cool. Core, mem- was- core memory for me was uh, y'all headlined. Y'all closed out night one of Freeze Fest 3, which all the other four nights were at Fat Bites. Yeah. For anyone who remembers it, which is just like – was where the whole festival was supposed to be. It was like in this bar slash bar deli slash breakfast spot slash whatever that's like open it's just massive garage run by julie over there in uh, donaldson but i couldn't do night one for some reason they had like their songwriter night booked already yeah and so we did it uh at in brentwood at otter creek church of christ because i knew patrick Chappelle and uh who was like the youth minister or college minister and we night one was kind of like punk night maybe I mean, it, yeah, was like, it, was it was the hard bands. Like yeah. <laughs> and, and also every well, band. Bands and us that night too. Just yeah, <laughs> right. Uh, every band that submitted to play got accepted. And so a lot of them I hadn't even heard before. And I just remember we were in this like, kind of this like small, like dark room, loud room. Yeah. And just punk band after like just all these like hard bands playing. And yeah. uh it went on for a long time and, and you y'all showed up early to help set up. We were there. Oh yeah. I think a whole night or a long time at least. Yeah. You had to, y'all had to leave to work at a uh, sportsman's or something. Or, like, did? or maybe Johnny did. Johnny was like, Johnny's like, oh, I got to go do this order for my family, but I'll be back. I remember he like drove to cool Springs and made a bunch of food after setting up. And then he came back for all oh, the music. Yeah. <laughs> sportsman's grill is a, uh, is a restaurant that uh, Johnny's grandparents own and his parents manage. Uh, Something and like that. <laughs> so Johnny and I worked there uh, in high school and I continued to work there off and on <laughs> for the next 20 years. <laughs> that is, I feel like that is, it's always that's like cherry on top. That's not even the icing. It's like after the icing, if you're talking about how, prolific and amazing uh Bryce Dubray is and how hard he works at everything and how he's on tour and then doing his co-write and doing this guitar session over here and then recording this band and then it's like 
then you're like, Bryce, what else do you got going on? He's like, oh, I got to go clock in at Sportsman. So you're like still working shifts. I don't know how you ever have time to do that, but you do. <laughs> you show yeah. up the team, man. <laughs> I guess like, I don't know. They, um, they're very gracious people there. Like my kitchen manager and um, some of the people that have been there like a long time. Yeah. I, I started working there pretty young, like 16 and stayed working there like through college and they've just always taken care of me I and mean, they've always been very respectful of me as like a a student yeah. respectful of my time as like a musician and so it's very flexible <laughs> like just be like hey can i take off for this show or this tour and be gone for a few weeks and they're just that's like, true yeah your thing man like we're happy to have you anytime we can but you know they're, they've always just been awesome and it's been it's been a great place so yeah right i, I guess it's like if you yeah if 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 somebody's willing to put up with your insane schedule and like the fact that you're out of town so much, like, you know, at least normally, uh, that's pretty solid. Like that's pretty unique. And do you also just like love the crew? Is it just like old, you know, like um, you said, people you've been working with for a long time. So it's probably cool to see them. Yeah. It's like, well, the, uh, wait staff comes, has flexed like a whole lot. I don't think there's anyone right. left that is, that was still, uh, like waiting tables when I started. Um, there's like some of the bartenders and maybe like one or two here and there that are like still around or have like come back. But uh, just the kitchen staff has been pretty much the exact same since day one. And they're all the homies. Like they're That's like, cool. like the kitchen managers have always, you know, been so supportive and are like big fans of what I'm doing. And they're, they're like keeping up on social media and they're awesome. So I bet they especially have to love like future crib. Cause that's you and Johnny and like yeah. family is like the family company. So y'all are like, the rock and roll band that they probably talk about. It's like, y'all are out on tour. That's so sure. cool. One time um, they found like a video like I, uh, or something of Future Crib playing. Um, the one, I think it was Mild Mag that David Russell uploaded incorrectly labeling it Freeze Fest 4. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Were y'all like crowd time. surfing and stuff? Yeah, like, we're, like there's like a pretty big crowd and everyone's like moshing and Johnny like was crowd serving because he wasn't playing an instrument and he's like singing and I just remember like they like pulled up that YouTube video and like started moshing in the kitchen <laughs> like looking <laughs> around and stuff but. yeah I remember people showing up to that event being like dude freeze fest was awesome this year me being like no this isn't freeze fest <laughs> this isn't even my thing like yeah. Anthony and mild mag yeah dude uh, talk about an incredible weekend uh that's that event Oh, yeah. that was, yeah, it was the same bill pretty much in both cities. It was like a yeah. traveling Nashville Chattanooga thing. And yeah. that was still to this day, probably one of the most lit uh, Chattanooga shows I've ever played. It was like in this in church. That, yeah. Gymnasium. Church uh, gymnasium. Yeah. Oh my goodness. That and was, like, at the time. I just remember like running around in my underwear and there was like a lot of hip hop too. Like, like Chattanooga always yeah. has a really good cross between like rock and hip-hop and rap and it like they're everybody like the those two genres like can really get the crowd going i just remember people just jumping and like moshing and just like there was like eight bands that played and it just stayed lit it was so fun dude way more than eight bands right or well it felt like it maybe there maybe there was only eight it just it like felt like it was like all night long but i guess (laughs) you really did man maybe you're right um that was that was really cool um when did you Oh, wait, I, do, well, I also wanted to ask about Sportsman's. Um, oh. I wanted to ask, do, do you work anywhere else? Is that your only job right now? Do you work at Two Boots um, too, like with those guys? 
Well, I, I worked at Two Boots doing sound for their shows. When, we, when Johnny was booking the shows there, he took over booking. That's right. I would do the sound uh, a few times a week for a while, for several months, I guess it was. Wow. Well, I guess so close to a year probably. But right. then that stopped uh, last winter. They like Sam, the owner, just was like, "Yeah, I'll probably just have to stop doing shows for the winter and probably cut back on booking in general." And so shows didn't really ever pick up back there. Man. And they might eventually be awesome, but they got rid of the stage, and uh, yeah. so that was kind of yeah, that just yeah. phased out. But um, no, I never worked at Two Boots doing pizza, but everyone else in my house at one point did. Like Johnny, Ben. Ben worked has worked a couple shifts there. Andrew and Johnny worked there quite a, quite a lot. Noah too, when he lived here, was working at Two Boots a lot. Yeah. Um, so everyone ever always thought I worked there, but I never did. Do you? Um, uh, that, yeah. Do you do you think that? Do you enjoy working a shift every once in a while? Like at Sportsman's, is it like good for your brain to just kind of be like when you're working on so many creative things? It can kind of just be there's no real schedule unless you can build it yourself. Do you think is yeah. it nice to just be like? I am working on something else right now, completely kind of mindlessly. Like it's not creative. It's just doing a thing. You know? Yeah. It is totally nice every once in a while um, to just show up and know like what I do starts and stops when I clock in and out. Like the, there's, you know, there's a dinner rush and that's the extent of it. You know, like yeah. if I like drop 20 plates tonight, it will end when I clock out, you know, like it's not yeah. like, you know, it, it is nice to do something like that. And I, I, as far as sportsmen's goes, um, I don't work there very frequently. Like this summer it's been like twice a week cause they, they need me in on weekends. Yeah. Um, I do expo like kitchen, I plate, plate the food and assemble all the meals per table, finish everything, like put on Whoa. sides and garnish, cool. whatever, you know, and, and send it out and run, run food too. But, um, that's really interesting. I didn't know you did that. I feel like I don't, I've never worked in a kitchen environment and I, maybe everybody knows about that, but I, I, I guess someone has to do that. That's cool. That sounds like a really interesting part of the process. Yeah. It's, it's a little different. I think at every restaurant, like what the role of just because like the, you know, different food requires different kind of preparation, like a pizza place probably wouldn't have like an expo position, right. like straight from the oven to a place sportsman's is nice though my my family used to always go there like on my dad's birthday or like uh father's day like anytime my dad got to decide it was like we're going to sportsman's to get a burger <laughs> it is really good really good food and i'm glad that i get it for free <laughs> yeah yeah right that is true <laughs> I can because yeah that's nice so when uh when i when i met you wait i i think i need to clarify future when i talked to a freeze fest three it wasn't Future Crib that headlined. Yeah. Well, y'all headlined, no, or no, not at all. Y'all headlined Freeze Fest 4. You're, I can't remember about Future Crib and Freeze Fest 3, but I do. It later in the week at Fat Bites. Yeah, yeah, this. Not a headlining set, but. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, So, what was, man, I'm drawing a blank right now, even though I know this. What was the name of the band? I know you know it because you say it all the time. Uh, Naf Noise was our yes, dude. Me and Naf Noise Donnie and Ben and our buddy Spencer. Um, ben was in the kitchen earlier and played that solo on uh, <laughs> that we were talking about earlier. But um, yeah, yeah, we right. had a four-piece like punk band, kind of like we started like playing covers together in eighth grade, and then Johnny started writing some songs and 
it's like played like power power pop punk kind of stuff like moving songs and it was fun man it was it was really fun it was dude it was super fun you guys made dandy was that the only album you made yeah we had that was our like full length um and then we had like one five track ep kind of thing that came out before that i don't know if that's on spotify though oh yeah i know that's your only album because for like y'all are still i think going to make the second album maybe Oh yeah. Oh, actually, you know what's funny? We're talking about um, NAF Noise because we're doing a NAF Noise reunion practice on Sunday, organized by Danny. Uh, Ooh. Yeah. So Spencer's in town, and we were just like, "Well, let's just like get together and hang out." Because we used to, we used to do a practice, and then like every few weeks or whatever, we'd like, like play cards or like poker or something, and just like sleep over at one of our houses. It was mm-hmm. Just like fun night where we just have all the friends hang out after we like finish playing and um we're gonna do that this sunday we're gonna like have another oh, poker night after a practice and i love that we have like all those recordings like waiting to be finished and talking about that it'd just be just be really funny to to drop like lp2 unannounced on the naf noise page that has like 100 followers you know just like yes dude this project that has sat dormant but not like disbanded for three years since you know college started or whatever but I feel the same way because, well, you just like struck two chords in my heart because one, when I think about my high school band that I had with Sam and Grant, so it's a little bit similar because it's like some of the people I still make music with or I'm around all of them, uh, like Gentry. And one, when you talk about playing poker, ah, man, I can't get over. That was like what it was like to be in a band in high school. And it was just like you and your team and you don't just make music yeah you, you like hang out everything and, yeah you spend the night together and you just like might make some songs play some video games go for a walk whatever it is play poker it's like you're just like best friends and it's still we're all still best friends like and when obviously i'm best friends with like all of y'all and like we all hang out and like but but it's not like that we don't hang out every night and we, we it is kind of a party when we're on tour but it's different. It's different than like, than what it's like in high school. Yeah. Like the expectation for a band practice is like play music for an hour or two and then like run around in the yard. <laughs> like, or at least that's what it was for us. Cause yeah, John was like a playground, you know? Yeah. Right. He did so. dude. Um, man, that's really, so that makes me really happy to hear it. And I just think that's beautiful. And then also we, I'm Joseph Marlowe also has like a second unfinished album that we were like, or like song, we had like songs written that we never finished. And it's just like, that could be fun, but I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, I remember hearing the song, was it Fader? Is that the one that like Johnny's just like, I, well, maybe all of them, but I just remember him like yelling, this like sing, it's like, bah, bah, he's like, yeah. yelling, it's like yeah, one yeah, note. Yeah. dude, uh, I remember hearing that song when you, when y'all applied, uh, I think it was maybe when y'all applied for freeze fest three and me just being like, this band is sick. Like, I, I knew as soon as I heard that song and as soon as I was like listening through uh, Dandy that y'all were making special music. Like I was listening to all the music in the scene and it wasn't that I don't mean like everyone else's wasn't as good, but it was just special. It was just special music. And I immediately had y'all on my radar. And then when Johnny gave me that future crib CD, um, which I think he gave it to me at freeze fest. Probably. Yeah. I remember just putting it for all the time. I just put it 
in my CD player in my car and listen to it eight times in a row. I'd always text him back. I'm listening to it for the eighth time in a row right now. This album is so good. And uh, that was really special to like witness that. And then somewhere along the way, it went from being, so my understanding was like that you were in NAF Noise with, with, with that crew, but then Johnny was going solo and that's what Future Crib was. But then somewhere along the way, I guess somewhere along the way being after the debut album, it became a collaborative process and it became a band. What made that switch? I don't think I fully know how it became a band. Oh, he realized he couldn't do it on his own, man. (laughs) He realized he needed you. (laughs) Yeah, no. (laughs) Johnny, um, Johnny is probably one of the most capable people I know that would, that would be able to do something completely independently with no help or outside opinion. That's true. And be the most successful person alive and make the most like meaningful music. Yeah. And uh, he just doesn't want to, I think, or well, I mean, he, not that he doesn't want to do it on his own, but he loves doing it, sharing it with other people, sharing the process with other people. So I guess like the origin story of future crib from my perspective was, um, so Spencer and I, the drummer uh, from NAF noise, we were in marching band in high school and that was like a really, time intensive activity and so like all of fall like from from like late summer break through almost like winter break you know we were just like out we like couldn't do practice and stuff like that just was, you know school and, and band because that was like every day after school school you know so it was just like we couldn't do music for a period of time outside of that and I think Johnny was just like you know, I, I really want to like have an outlet for these new songs like that. I didn't feel like fit with, with NAF noise. And, um, he was like getting really into the idea of, um, like doing songs on tape, kind of like, you know, Mac DeMarco was, he was listening to a lot of Mac DeMarco at the time. And he also was just like into that himself. And so he bought like our eight track or his eight track, I say ours because it's just like, we used it on the future crib record. And it was in yeah. The- right. It's at the house, right? Truly Johnny's machine. But, yeah, um, he bought the Tascam uh, eight track and recorded Stevie B on it. Pretty much like under the radar, like I knew he was working on stuff, but I had no idea what it was gonna be like. And then I remember like walking in to his to his place and like hearing him like work on the masters, like doing that analog too. Like rented some gear from Blackbird and um, like mastering down to two track. And uh, him and his dad just like meticulously like stopping and starting the tape waiting to get that perfect first like drop in uh in the first song in styling and i remember like being in the room for so long and then all of a sudden they're like okay this could be it and then like wait for the little guitar intro to come in you know and they like wait like 30 seconds and the drums come in and they're like yes we got it <laughs> you know like wow like, dude it was really cool to witness that moment but Man. um yeah so then that that was like a really inspiring like thing that for me to like witness in my life you know like johnny someone i had been making music with like just like taking this step making like new music that you know was totally branching out from like the songs he had written for an noise and like they're really good and it sounded really good he did it all on his own it was really cool to witness and so he like continued doing that with future crib and had yeah, yeah. you know had a, a band for the the live shows but most of it was like, pretty independent even through beamish there was like a mm. little of interaction like between um chow right 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 
that and um but then like once we we kind of all integrated into like more of a formalized live band because he had he had kind of like people step in for a show here and there just like play and then like the band consolidated to like some core members and then from then Mm -hmm. it was like let's just we know all these songs and we've like made all of our own parts for these songs and it just kind of like morphed into this like truly collaborative project that now i guess is defined as like um uh like future crib has five members and anything they do can be considered like future crib you know not like i don't know it's just like yeah like the like me and johnny and noah were the like members of the band that worked on the ep that i talked about that is um that we just finished the new or the new new or the new 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 uh i forgot (laughs) you said there was one that was just noah and johnny maybe no and me okay so that's the one the first of like all the newest music unreleased the the thing that you play i've I've heard once yeah yeah that's the new ep dude Uh, this music is so good just everybody gets get ready you can't hype it up too much as a special project but um even like what i was saying is even though we were like the ones that made the recordings um like future crib as a group like was still like full of like george and and julia weren't able to like physically be there in the room right they were such an active part of making the record in terms of like contributing to like revisions of mixes and stuff like that and you know like we just fully consider like matter what comes out under the future crib name it is like we're all in you know all together because like not you know if one of us wasn't there it wouldn't be the same you know right right that's kind of like where it's at now and we're just excited to keep doing that stuff together so we just like have a really close bond with each other and i don't know we like like music together so yeah it's really special and i mean you julia and johnny have been friends since middle school right so that's yeah we met really special um fifth grade sixth grade yeah sixth grade oh cool um that's so similar to us it's so weird like with me meeting grant in fifth grade um yeah and like knowing Saman middle school um that's so crazy uh but i didn't meet y'all until i was in college which is interesting because years in high school we were like so close to each other i mean we were like in the same worlds kind of like yeah. but not the same scene like i was, that was yeah that breeze fest three i was gonna say this earlier when you brought it up was like the moment where i think our worlds collided like we had like so too paralleling and you were obviously like had been further involved longer than we had been but like naf noise was like our springboard into um nashville music like you know i was like sure the project where we, you know, we first played it like the end, you know, or like, you know, played out at clubs and stuff and then started playing house shows and in, in DIY events. And that was like, yeah. Freeze Fest 3 was kind of the culmination of all of that of like, okay, take what you were doing and then like be thrust into this immense pool of bands and people and like meeting all these people that you were connected with. And I don't know, it was just like a huge step, like turning point. Yeah, right. It, it In some ways, it's crazy that it took so long to meet y'all because we were all born and raised here, but, and like in similar parts of the city. Um, but on another sense, like when I hear someone say something like, wow, isn't it crazy that you met like future career, like y'all are just so 
similar yellow on the same wavelength. I'm like, it's not really crazy that we met because we met. It, it wasn't by accident that we met. Like we met because there was like a space and y'all filled it. Like it was like, I'm literally running freeze fest and I'm like, I don't have anyone to run sound. And then you and Johnny are like, we can run sound. And it's like, I remember y'all literally like had prom and like came back. I don't know. Or at least I remember Johnny and Julia yeah. like skipped the end of prom. I can't remember if you came back too. Uh, no, I was with a gr- different group that night and I was, uh, I was just like, not, I don't know. I would have much rather been part of the other crew that right fest instead of the crew I was in. That was like, let's just go to the house. And- <laughs> yeah. That sounds like prom. Uh, uh, yeah, but, but, you, but yeah, no. Johnny and showed Julia up like y'all, y'all, y'all were a part of it. You know that? Oh, really? Johnny and Julia were prom king and queen. Wait, maybe I did because Julia had the the sash. Yeah, they were gonna leave before they announced it, and they like randomly like stayed another twenty minutes. Found out, wow. then ditched. <laughs> they go to Prince Fest. That is legendary. There's a picture of like me hugging Julia on stage. She has like a homecoming queen like sash on or something. Yeah, that's like really special to me. Um, but my point being in in them and the prompts and like all of this is that y'all just like were a part of it because you were looking for opportunity and we were all like in the scene. Like it, it would have it was just inevitable that we were all going to meet each other. And yeah, oh, totally. It's that's like it's such a special thing. I don't know. It's just it was only a matter of time. And when I met y'all, it's just y'all are just people that I never want to lose and i'm just excited now for the rest of my life to get to watch future crib and hopefully be collaborating as much as closely as possible with y'all for forever it's uh it's been cool to get to know you specifically more so when when did you start playing with me do we do we know do you remember the first show was it on base in louisville was that the first one i think it was like one of the first ones i don't remember like that was the first one uh probably it was base though right yeah, I did play bass first, I think. Hmm. You no, know, it's a funny story. I just remembered that I, uh, <laughs> I don't want to hurt your feelings by bring by saying this on the podcast. But <laughs> Whose feelings? Uh, yours. Oh no. Or, like, or make you look like a bad guy because it's not what this is at all. But um, you, I, <laughs> you, you asked me to play bass at your New Year's bash at the East Room, uh, twenty. Age. dude so, i remember i remember i know what you're about to say yep <laughs> and i, I was like, like i like uninvited you to play bass <laughs> yeah i was i was pumped like all week i was like learning the songs making sure i got it down and then uh night of you were like dude trevor got off work i'm gonna have him play and i'm like that was wrong i did you wrong dude <laughs> dude it is i think i just didn't in retrospect i think i just had no idea what to do because trevor was like supposed to play the gig and then he was like i can't then i got yeah. you and then he was like, I'm back. And I should have just told him it was too late. But well, I mean, like 2017 me or whatever was just didn't understand. You could have like your your number one bass guy, Trevor, who, you know, like rips and knows all the songs. And like play this, you know, pretty big New Year's event that you've been planning and like been kind of like anxious yeah. for, for time. And or you could have like high school Bryce or like <laughs> freshman year college Bryce who you've never heard play before come play your big event yeah right like a wild card so I do the decision is that's a generous way to spin it I guess I probably was just like worried about I just well with you and 
Johnny, I just foolishly didn't realize how amazing y'all were. Like, I remember with Johnny, he was like, I remember the first gig he played drums for me, it was in Searcy, Arkansas. And I was just like, we had one practice where I asked him to like, come to this like tiny room. And he was like really nervous. I remember, I don't think, I don't remember why, but he, I remember he was just like, ah, I don't quite know the parts yet. And I was like, uh Oh, we're doomed. And then we did the second practice and I was terrified. I was like, this is the best drummer I've ever heard in my life. Like I, I thought he just drummed on the side and I was like, this dude is a full-time drummer. This guy is unbelievable. And there are videos of that night of him just shirtless with his long hair, just ripping on that stage. Um, and, and, and for you, it's the same way where like, I didn't, I also didn't know that y'all were just so talented and able to just play anything. Like, uh, I mean, I thought you were a bass player when I started asking you to play with me, but really you're like a guitar. You're like one of the best guitarists I know. Oh, Great. Thank you. And uh, are those the only two you've played for me? Have you ever played keys? Dude, I, what? Are you serious? Oh, you play the, uh, the <laughs> micro Korg with the, uh, with guitar on tour. Dude, I play, I played keys and guitar almost like every show last year. <laughs> on the micro chord, right? Oh, with the, you know, like the Yamaha keyboard. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> I guess Sorry. I was... I didn't mean to be like, whoa, are you serious? You don't remember? <laughs> no, you're good. No. I guess to me, I was thinking of you yeah. like playing a, like two, like a rack of keys or something. Oh, like yeah. Z or something. I've, done that. I've done that at like... Um, well, no, I think that was Grant's side at Impact. I probably played like strictly keys for you a few times, yeah. But you've also laid you just laid down some uh, Whirly on the new track. Yeah, I was listening to that today. I did uh, organ on Wisteria. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. And theremin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, theremin. That which took way long, uh, <laughs> way too long to hit that first note uh, at the beginning of the song. Yeah, there's this like. I remember my friend Grace in high school telling me this Radiohead story where they were like trying to get these kids to do this like intricate clapping. And then eventually they just settled for them all screaming, yeah, that's on it in rainbows. And like, that's kind of like us with the therapist. You were like, oh, and then you were just like, okay. (laughs) Trying to play the chorus. And then you were just like, let's just do this. And we were like, it's perfect. The intro. I dude, I thought like, I thought that theremin was going to be a lot, um, more uh a lot easier to like wrangle in you know like it was it's johnny's dad's airman that like i had just fixed and like thought it was gonna be like some sick new instrument uh but you know it's like a kit theremin that is like if you move it a centimeter it like completely recalibrates and like you know like every millimeter of your hand matters to it and it's just so impossible yeah there are that are like meant to be like played on stage but that was not one of them so. oh really so there are like ones that are a little bit easier to, oh yeah because that i remember i tried to play that one and i was just like it's impo- literally impossible who could ever do this moog makes like a theremin that they have it like um i think they had it at like corner music a few years ago i remember That's playing right. i remember that yeah and it's like so much easier i think it also auto-tunes <laughs> so it's oh like, cool they have like all these patches where you like they have like delay and like distortion and stuff on their theremin they just scroll through on this little screen anyway. oh it'd probably be nice to throw some reverb on it to be a little bit more forgiving yeah um, that's cool um wow so were you is, is guitar your first instrument real quick is that uh, what you started on mm-hmm. 
And then bass? uh, Yeah, bass shortly after that. um, Saxophone for school band, I guess, came second, really. Of course. How could we forget sax from your space prom? Yeah. yeah. And and maybe some other songs? I can't Uh, remember. Just the way you are, the Billy Joel tune. That uh, was so sick, dude. Three Heart. I think Man. I that's all of the three I played on. Dude, having your help with Space Prom, like you, just like it, we can. I could never lose you on Space Prom. If you oh, can't do the next Space Prom, I'll just cancel it. I'll cry if I can't. <laughs> yeah, right. That's just not a reality I could live in. We'll just have to make it work. I, I'm so glad that Space Prom got to happen in 2020 before. So there's actually a chance that Space oh, yeah. Prom 4 could, like, happen next year, like, maybe. Yeah, hopefully. I don't know. Who yeah, we, really, like, who knows? you did it just early enough to where, like, it could be, uh, it would, like, come at an appropriate time once quarantine ends or whatever. But Yeah, right. I mean, I am, I'm like, so grateful to be a part of your, your like, A-team, as you call it. And um, sure. it's been the most fun and rewarding project to – to be a part of, or well, I guess all of the, all of the people or all the projects I'm in, I'm like fortunate enough to call um, my friends first and right. really like totally friends more than first because they're like also musicians first, you know, like they're like everyone I work closely with is, is like a dear friend and also incredibly talented. And I care so much about their project, but you know, like you fall right into that where it's just, I always have so much fun and you like, I don't know, you, you afford me a lot of opportunities that I'm like, that I don't know where else I would have gotten them from. And, and space prom is one of those where, you know, like just working hard and being on the road with you, like pays off and like events like space prom where, you know, we have the whole crew, like 10 of us all hanging out, learning these super fun songs where the pressure's off for us to, to like make up parts and be, um, you know, and uh, try and like make things happen ourselves where we can just like, zone in and learn like the records and like recreate the magic of like these timeless songs and that that's just such a fun process and then like you know when showtime comes it's an epic show with a lot of people and that's awesome just awesome and um yeah yeah space prom is a really amazing also core memories in my life space prom two and three oh man space prom one two from from the crowd was awesome yeah i'm actually really glad that i truly just participate in space prom one and witness the chaos <laughs> that it was for real good way. chaos any good way. it was it was like a yeah because space prom one was just a total surprise it was like no i didn't no i think no one expected that many people to show up and it was like in a chinese restaurant it was just <laughs> it was just out of control um yeah those those are some of like the best nights of my life and uh like freeze fest i mean i'm sorry uh, space prom uh three this year is like probably the peak of my performance career at this point. Like if something happened to me, I can never, if, if this never ended, that would be like the, that would be the one that I would remember the most. Like, it's just so, it was so special. Um, yeah. And then we've also like you and me gotten to tour a lot together. We've done two, I think freeze future crib tours. And then you've also just come out on tour with me for probably like, I don't even know at this point. It's like a lot of other, one-offs yeah. and tours and stuff pretty much um, like all of them in 2019 and a lot of stuff in 2018 and mm-hmm. uh everything in, everything in 2020 i guess that i could besides yeah the big tour. aside from the mega tour that got 
canceled halfway through. Um, or I guess I wasn't part of the, uh, some of the, the fall runs of 2019, what I was doing. Yeah, yeah. Well, well with school, it's been like, sometimes I'll just plan like a two or three week run and y'all are just like, <laughs> I can't do this. <laughs> yeah. It's hard. Like, uh, I mean, I think one difference between Johnny and me is like band leaders. It's like him when he was like conducting, which I don't even know what the relationship, if he's still the band leader of future career, but like in the past, he has been more willing to, he will focus more on the people and be like, how can we make this work than me? Where I'm like, I have a vision. I want everyone like this. Who wants to be a part of this? And people say, no, then I'm like, well, I have to go. I have to do it um and i have to find other people and it's just like it's not like even in a harsh way it's just like like for me i was just like i want to do a 10-week tour and then y'all are like well i can't and then i just put out the application um but sometimes great well there's different approaches you know like yeah yeah sometimes like it's like um you know when we want to have everyone involved like future crib wants to do a thing we have to make sure we're all going to be able to be all in or as many as, you know, as many of us as possible. Like sometimes it doesn't work out for all of us to be there. And, but like, you know, with recording the the new, new record or whatever, we're going to label it. Uh, we want like all of us to be there. And so if it's going to take like waiting a, an extra year to be able to like do it the way we want, you know, we are willing to do, to do that, even though it is a bummer. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I guess that's fair. Like future crib is a little bit of both. Cause like y'all made that like set the all finished recording now was like, based off the fact that not everyone could make it but but like yeah it is it is different it's and you're right i don't think one's right or wrong but i have like learned from johnny because i mean johnny had a project that he was his own project and he and it became a band and like i think there are a lot of advantages to that obviously you know like really evident and it's like cool that you have become an integral part of it as well as the rest of the band members um so i just i don't know i'm always learning from from you and I'm learning from y'all and like your approach and some ways we have different approaches, but like, I still feel like I'm getting educated and I'm just like learning from just like some true creative people. Um, you know, I yeah. just don't think there's anyone else. When, when I think about you and when I think about future crib, I just, I just think about like y'all are just like an example to me, which is pretty special that I get to be around y'all so much. Well, like, I think likewise, uh, we, Johnny and I just talk about, we end up talking about you a lot in terms of people that, I don't know, I think you, you follow through on your vision more than pretty much anyone that we know. And you, cool. are, you work so hard. Like I, Jack talked about how, um, how much you commit to a joke, you know, like she talked about <laughs> you, like just following through on all your bits. And I think that is the same thing in your actual work ethic. You know, you, you, wow. commit, you, you set out to do something and you, you find a way to do it. You know, you're yeah, going to do right. 50 shows in 50 states in 50 days. It's just going to happen. You know? Cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. I feel like, well, I really, that's really cool to hear. And I, I do try to work as hard as I can. And I do like, I'm, I guess what we're talking about just now is like, I do set out on like a vision and I try to, get there but one difference between me and i feel like some of some other people that i really respect um is that when i get to the end it doesn't look anything like what i thought it was going to well i know other people who will fight more like if they like as a band leader you know they'd be like 
hey, can you do this? Can you do that? And like, I do like ask things of y'all, and I'll, you know, but it's a lot more collaborative even. And like, I don't know, it's just, that's how it is. Like when I get to the end, when I finally am throwing something, I'm like, almost every single piece of this has been compromised or become, or just like became collaborative like not even compromised in a bad way. It's just like, yeah. someone's like, Oh, what if we did this? And I'm like, that's a better idea. Like sure. I, when I say compromise, just it's like not the original. Vision. Yeah. It, everything has changed. And it's like for the better, you know, I like, I feel like it couldn't have happened any other way, but sometimes it's hard to like, there's just so much in the process and so much like trust and trusting other people and, and just trying to like, let go of your ego a little bit. Like being like, yeah. okay, although this idea doesn't quite, sit well with me, let me like sleep on it, you know, and yeah. then see how it sounds tomorrow, whether it's like a mix or it's like even an idea or whatever. It's like, it's just about trusting your, your crew, you know, like yeah. you to be a part of the process. And sometimes like, um, if you're not sure about something, you just kind of like have to put that faith in them and, and the faith in yourself to know, like, you yeah. know, the final call. But, yeah. I think it's just about having the right people around you. I think that's true, but I also think about people like Kanye, and I'm like, sometimes I want to be some like this great artist who just like calls every shot, but I just don't feel like I am that person. Like, I don't really know if that's like a reality that's actually healthy or good to be in at all. Like, if I don't know, I think it can be. I think it's just like a, a different way of working, you know. Like, yeah. we were just, but I guess we're just like, like different processes. If we like showed up to rehearsal or, or recording or whatever, and you were like. We're going to do things this way. I think every single one of us be like, okay, let's do it. But you know, you, you've Did just you allowed, say, like, yeah, we kind of look to you for, for like what, how much you want of our input. Cause we've had conversations like that of like, like how free do you want this to be and how free do you not want it to be? You know? Yeah. Right. I like open conversations about that. And I think it's just about the expectation, you know? Yeah. And, and, and it's are itching to get in there and be like, manipulate your art yeah, exactly like it is nordista freeze is the project and it's your your songs and your vision we've always like stood behind it because like we wouldn't be there if we didn't believe in everything that was coming straight from you you know so right i think that's true there's definitely and i, and I feel that i think there's a mutual respect going around and I, and I feel like if i do believe something i just feel like i can like i feel like i can like keep I wouldn't be like, oh, like they think I should do this. Maybe I should do what they want. It's like, if I really believe in something, I feel like I don't even just have to be like, I'm putting my foot down. It's like, I feel like I can sell it. I'm like, well, what if we did this though? And I don't know. I just feel like it works really healthy. And uh, I never leave like a session or a practice feeling like, I don't know. It just, every, everything always feels good. And like getting to hear like all the singles, like that everyone, like with starting with Wisteria, they've just been so good and i just like feel so you know i get i get really hard on myself and i look back on space travel and cosmic house and i'm like i'm like always thinking i should just take them down i'm just like take it all down but i like these singles like i'm proud of them and i just i think it's been a really healthy and cool process and you know we've got five more now that i'm or we're working on that i think are really cool like yeah i feel really excited about it um there is one wait go ahead I was just gonna say I'm really excited about the the five new ones we're cranking out over here. I am too, man. Um, not to no spoilers, but no spoilers unless you've been heard us on tour, you might have already heard them. Um, I did also want to talk briefly. Um, I don't about Kelsey because 
um, this is a project that I've like watched you like sort of become more involved with over um, the last maybe two years. Probably, yeah. Um, how are things going with that? Are you guys got anything you're cooking up? Dude, we um, are, we just wrapped a single um, at, I think, I'm just waiting on a text any moment now from Kelsey about her verdict on the master and then uh, it's done and it's going to be set to release. Uh, she has an announcement, but we're, we just finished one and it's cool. very exciting. It's like a totally fresh feeling recording uh, process and song for her. And I, it's been like kind of a, a landmark in my, um, my process as like an engineer producer, if you want to call it that, you know, like, like a, a kind of like a recording that like a style that I um, have, we just like fell into on accident, but rolled with and has been really fun. And I'm very, I'm very proud of the recording and um, I'm just really excited for people to hear it. I think it's just like a really great one, a, an amazing song from her. Um, just very much full of her voice and full of her vision, which is different than uh, what she has put out in the past. And I'm just happy to have been like a part of making that come to reality too and process of us like we just sat in this room and and um people were like a couple weeks like we'd come in for you know like a few hours on a day and then um like get one part that's like a total keeper and then move on and then come back and do the next part that's a keeper and you just like piece the song up from from nothing like she she had no you know she had never played it before she had just written it and came into the room and was like well can we work with this one you know like she played it on guitar and you're like yeah let's just roll with it and wow kind of built this completely new piece out of it which is just awesome and it was a, just an amazing process and i don't yeah. know i'm really excited about it it's really cool so was that it was that it valeria yeah right here to tape no no this one was digital and, and you engineered it as well yeah, yeah. So it was just like um, Kelsey and me, and we sometimes had Grant wow. or Evan in the room. Uh, like Grant, Grant sang a little bit, and Evan sang a little bit. But it was mostly just me and her. Like um, she like she put down like the track, the like the scratch tracks and stuff, and then I'd, I'd like play some guitars or keyboards and build it up. And oh, and Johnny played drums on the recording. Um, cool. It started out as just a demo, you know, like hey, you want to like come over and, and make like a quick demo of this new song we're working on? And then we were like, is this a keeper? And she's like, yeah, let's let's move on with it. And so we like, he sit up from there. To, to that really. is so cool. I can't, I, I've heard, uh, I heard you playing like half of it when I walked in uh, last oh, time we came. I've heard yeah. it, it sounds awesome. I cannot wait to hear the finished product. Um, yeah, it, Duncan Ferguson, who mastered uh, Ella's record. Oh, yeah. Uh, Voltage Exchange in East Nashville is his company, and he has been awesome to work with. Um, he's I've I've just met him at Ella's uh, listening party for Dream War. Yeah, me um, too. Quickly, like formed a really good relationship with him as like a. I just reached out and was like, "Do you want to work on this song?" And he he's just had like a very open communication. Has done really good work, and I'd love to work with him again. He's just awesome. So that genuinely, was, really, really nice dude. Yeah, for like, real. So he he messaged me after the after yeah we were listening to the rec, Ella's record and he was just like so sweet it was just so cool yeah. um that's awesome man well so I guess I'm kind of I wanted to like see what else you got going on so you've got why wow, so you got a ton of new future crib uh, you're yeah. helping out with me with these new songs you got the Kelsey songs 
And yeah. then, oh, also uh, some maybe some naff noise in the air. Uh, <laughs> yeah, some naff noise coming up. Uh, is there any? Are there any other projects that you're like working on that we should talk about today? Because I would like to get yeah. you know just shout anything else out. Um, Evan Ward has recorded two singles with me recently that I'm working on right now. Cool. Phase uh, and those are also really awesome. Like he he hasn't like put out anything for release for I guess a year or two and. He is really excited about these tracks coming in. I was really happy to help make them, you know, make them the way he wanted them to. And uh, they're really awesome songs. And I'm just really excited that he's putting out music again. And um, so that was also a really fun process. Um, And then I think Kelsey's got more on the way with him. uh, Cool. That they've been on together. We've got the the Divine Church of Sundown Springs. I think they're coming in to track um, pretty soon. Yeah. Yeah, they just kind of come in and, and use our stuff. Yeah, I've heard about this. So uh, how do people find that one on Spotify, that band that you're working with? The Divine Church. Is that what it's just called, the Divine Church? Of Sundown Springs, yeah. Church of Sundown. Um, if I, ho- I hope that you will keep coming back on here. Maybe next time they visit, you know, if you want to come back on and talk about their music, their recording with them, I'd be interested to hear what that's like. Um, yeah. Or, or just anything. I, feel, I want you to come on all the time and keep me updated on oh, everyone updated on what's uh, going on. You have a thousand things going on and they're all so incredible. It's, it's been really awesome. I've definitely seen like a lot um, this summer in particular, like uh, just a lot of projects came my way and I've felt really good about what I've been doing on them and um, felt really great about the people I've been working with. And yeah, well, and like I said earlier, like the people I'm working with are also just my really good friends who I enjoy doing this stuff with. So I don't know. Yeah, I feel right. fortunate position to be doing what I love and proud of it with the people I love and uh, want to do that forever. Totally. I and I, I know you, I know you will. What well, one thing that we were, I mean, when we first started talking and then we got cut off because of the sound thing uh, yeah. was uh, I was talking about like what, it, how I feel like, in Nashville, especially, it's very like it's way popular for everybody to have like a solo project, and I just was saying that I think it's especially interesting that you do have that, and I and that is something you've said you want to like do more in the future. But you also like just do so many things. Like, I mean, and and you're not just like a session player. It's like you're a creative. Your creativity is like shown, and you're like production and your instrumentation and your building of instruments and like writing like i've seen an orchestrating and arranging and like band leading like you are like an integral part of so many projects and it's not just like in a utility kind of way it's in a creative collaborative way and i I just think it's really i'm fascinated in that and with you specifically because i just feel like it's it's different than a lot of like than, than who i am and than who like maybe Grant or like a lot of the people I know are, but it's uh, just so essential and so important and so creative in ways that I like want to be like you, you inspire me uh, to be better at all the things that you were so good at. Like I just learned from you all the time. So I, I don't know. I think I just like to, um, to be in a role that helps um, things be the best that they can be. Uh, and but, and sometimes that means me having to like do a lot of different things. Um, I'm being speaking very generically right now, I guess, but sure, no, but yeah, that makes sense. 
sometimes I like walk into a room and, and like the, some, somehow like the need is, is for like a cool sound to be made or, or discovered. And then, or sometimes the need is like for someone to just write out um, what needs to be done or like speak verbally, like a plan of action. And sometimes the need is for like someone's stuff to be fixed or like whatever. And I feel like, I don't know. I, I just like to serve as many roles as I can. I just want to be able to help and, and get things moving and get things going efficiently. And I don't know. <laughs> Some... that's super cool, man. I think that's a really special thing about you. And I think that's why, I mean, any project that you're on, it's like way better because of it. So thank you. Yeah, man. Um, I hope that we get to tour again one day. And until oh, then, yeah. I'm excited to keep working on music uh, yeah. together and, and just keeping in touch with you so i appreciate you coming on man i guess we can wrap it for today we've got a lot more we can talk about but uh we'll save it for next time i guess time yeah thanks for coming on dude i love you love you too man it's been awesome yeah, man. yeah see you soon